Our problem is this. How can regular people like us, who didn't grow up with the most uplifting mentors and really only learned how to hold ourselves back, how do we create true financial freedom, true emotional or even relationship or even overall health freedoms by just understanding our strengths and doing everything our way, getting results in a way that is truly authentic to who we are? That's the problem I'm committed to solving with this podcast. My name is Eddie Villa, and it's time to unleash your strengths. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Villa. So good to be back. Please pardon the little hiatus, the little drought of episodes that was coming out. Uh, (laughs) Things have been a little crazy in the Villa household. Um, Our business has really uh, grown and evolved and some amazing things we've had to do lately has required us to do a little extra traveling. So why is this valuable to you? Why should you care? That means that my wife Angela and I are going to be on the road. My plan is to hit as many places in this planet as we can in 2020. And what does that mean is that we're going to be coming out to locations all around the world. And what we're going to be doing is bringing this concept of strengths and owning your power, being you at a higher level, understanding what that is, and knowing exactly how to apply it to every aspect of your life, your health, your relationships, your business, your belief in yourself. We're going to be hitting all of those things. And I'm just excited. (laughs) So With all the crazy planning and all the traveling that we're going to be doing, uh, the last couple of, well, the last week and a half has been particularly stressful. So pardon the little hiatus on the show. I know you'll forgive me, but I'm back now and I'll make sure that every show comes out on time from now on. All right, let's get to it. What does gather everything like input means? So one of the things I can tell you that's really funny about me, uh, actually, it's more funny about my mom. And I know that, uh, you know, she's not going to mind me telling because my mom doesn't listen to anything I do. My mom is, my mom loves me, but I wouldn't call her a fan. Okay, let's just say that. When it comes to the things that I do, don't get me wrong, I have like the best mom in the world. She's awesome. She just doesn't watch or listen to the stuff that I do. And that's all right. I don't, I'm not upset about it anymore. (laughs) But uh, I want to share something about my mom. I love, my mom could, oh my gosh. Like you would have thought that she grew up in the Great Depression. Now, I, I think my theory is that because her parents were parents during the Great Depression, there was a lot of, there must have been, and, and this is in the United States, by the way, there must have been a lot of conversations and mindset about hold on to everything. <laughs> Whatever you got, save it. I don't care how uh, <laughs> I don't care how in, uh, unvaluable it appears. Someone's going to need it someday, somehow, somewhere. I, I you never know, watched that show Hoarders. I honestly think that uh, the the majority of this hoarding uh, <laughs> that happens is as a direct result of the Great Depression. I, I that's a theory, of course. But hey, think about your parents. You know if. If you've got um, parents that are in their 60s to 80s right now, 
maybe maybe we can relate. Uh, another thing my mom is not amazing at is being vulnerable. <laughs> All right, showing off vulnerability, and I and I get it. I, I honestly think that I'm grateful that my mom was like that in so many ways, because it really taught me to understand my own feelings and the way I looked at things. Um. I got other things from my mom. I got support. I got love. You know, I got, um, I got someone who was always there for me, someone I could always count on. That's what I got from my mom. And I also learned how to save everything. This is what I wanted to get to, is I remember growing up, we used to have this backyard, and this backyard was huge. It was massive. But you would never know because every inch of it was covered with something, all right, like, so what I want you to do is imagine a big backyard, right, empty. And then I want you to imagine a giant tarp over it, kind of like a, <laughs> kind of like a, um, what do you call it, a, a circus, okay, a circus tent. I want you to imagine a circus tent without the stripes, okay, because stripes would be so much more attractive than what, <laughs> what it was. It was like a green tarp, okay, over everything. And what was underneath it? Everything was underneath it. There were racks I remember this is bizarre, but there were racks and racks of clothing, but not like really nice clothing and certainly nothing I would ever wear. And this was like clothing from like, see, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, so this would have been like 19, okay, I, I think this was older when I was, you know, already young. So I would bet this is like 1960s, 1970s flea market type clothing, okay? But my mom had racks of these clothes, I remember. And then there were boxes of I don't know what. I was too little to even understand what the heck was going on in those boxes. But there was just stuff stored in there. And then there were um, uh, dressers, really old, beat up, scratched dressers. And what was in the dressers? More clothes and stuff. Um, I know the term pack rat gets thrown out a lot when it comes to situations like this, but I, I think, I don't even think pack rat was a good enough word to explain what my mom, now, the good news is, and I can tell you right now, all of this stuff that my mom saved never made its way into the house. It was always out in the backyard. So if you've ever seen those show hoarders, what's going on in those people's houses is similar to what was going on in our backyard, minus the dead animals, okay? <laughs> it's kind of gross, but here... Here was the thing, though. I know this now. I know going back on it. My mom, my mom honestly believed that that stuff would help somebody someday. She didn't know when, she didn't know how, and she didn't know where. But she just knew there was something in there that would help somebody. My mom was one of the best at having things that could help people. And it's very commendable. It's something that I never picked up myself. Um, I sort of picked it up and then my wife made sure I didn't do those things. So every time in the 15 times we've moved in the last 12 or 13 years, um, we never really stored much. A lot of times we threw things away. We purged as my wife loved to call it. But anyway, my point in bringing this up is that my mom saved these things because she cared. And I want you to do the same thing right now. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what it is you're trying to do with your life? What is it you're trying to do with your business? What is it you're trying to do with your health? What is it you're trying to do with your, with your family or even your belief with yourself? Is it, does it involve other people? 
I'm, I'm willing to bet that it involves other people in some way. Otherwise, you would not be listening to my show. I guarantee you do not listen to my show to figure out how to do things alone. Because that's not how I roll. That's not what I talk about. So obviously, this show is not for you. If you're trying to figure out how to make money, grow your health, grow your belief in yourself, and improve relationships without being around people. <laughs> okay? So what I'm trying to say here is I want you to think about the people that you're trying to be involved with. What are the things that they care in about? They care about. What are the things they love? What are the things that they could use someday? And are there things that you have that may be of value? Now, maybe I'm not talking about uh, material goods, okay? I'm not talking about things in your house. What I'm talking about is skills, talents, abilities, knowledge, information. How about just a sympathetic look or a handout when someone needs when someone needs it. When I'm, I'm going to talk about the strength of input right now, and I don't want you to think about just information and tools. I also want you to think about skills and talents and abilities and opportunities for other people to be of value from you. You see, I honestly know this, that the more and more you gather for yourself, the more skills and talents and abilities and, and the, you know, value that you create for yourself only makes you more valuable to other people. And as my mentor and coach taught me that money and dollars always follows value. Well, I'm going to tell you, friends, so does happiness. So does joy. So does service. Gandhi said it. He said, the best way to, to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. So I want you to think about all the talents and abilities and things that you can do right now. That if someone needed you, they could call on you, couldn't they? That makes you valuable. And what if you can add more? And so we're going to talk about how people with high input do this naturally. We're going to talk about those of you who don't have input high, how you can do it consciously because maybe you can't do it naturally, maybe because it's low for you on your strengths, the strength of input. We're going to break down how input works, and I want you to think about this and how you can use it to be more valuable to other people. And I also want to talk about what happens when you don't see the value of input or people that have input high. Or what happens when you don't even see yourself as valuable when you have input high, how you tend to look at yourself. And like I've said before, at the end of every episode, we're going to talk about what happens when you show up when you don't have the gratitude for someone else's abilities and how you show up inauthentically. So let's get to it. So first off, input. Let's talk about the strength and then we're going to break it down. So input. People exceptionally talented in the input theme have a need to collect an archive. They may accumulate information, ideas, artifacts, or even relationships. All right, so if you have input high, you are inquisitive. You collect things. You might collect information, words, facts, books, and quotations, or you might collect tangible objects such as butterflies, baseball cards, porcelain dolls, or sepia photographs. Whatever you collect, you collect it because it interests you. And yours, now see, I want you to think about that. Okay, so people of high input, naturally, collect things that interest them. They hold on to them. They don't internalize them like people with, um, with learner, which we'll get to in a, a few episodes. 
People of high input love to gather for some other need. Very rarely do they gather for themselves, but they see there's interest in it. There is, they see there's value in it and there's something about it interest them, but they don't necessarily internalize it, which is why they can collect a lot. So you, um, okay, so the world is exciting. This is more description. The world is exciting precisely because of its infinite variety and complexity. If you read a great deal, it is not necessarily to refine your theories, but rather to add more information to your archives. If you like to travel, it is because new, each new location offers novel artifacts and facts. These can be acquired and then stored away. And why are they worth storing? At the time of storing, it is often hard to say exactly when or why you might need them, but who knows when they might become useful. With all those possible uses in mind, you really don't feel comfortable throwing anything away. So you keep acquiring and compiling and filing stuff away. It's interesting. It keeps your mind fresh. And perhaps one day, some of it will prove valuable. And so for those of you of high input, I want you to understand how you can use this to go all in and use this to be able to be of more value to other people. I want you to recognize that it's unusual for you to be that good at having that much information readily available in your head. And here's, here's how you can always tell someone with high input, right? You're hanging out with a group of friends, right? And you're in an area that you're unfamiliar with. And you say, hey, I'm thinking about Mexican, Mexican food. Who knows like the two or three best Mexican food restaurants around here? And the person who starts going boom, 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 chances are they've got high input, right? Or, um, hey, uh, I, I, I'm trying to find a really good school for my kids. I just moved from out of town. What are, their, what are a couple of good elementary schools? Boom, boom, boom. The person that's got it, they've got high input. For those of you that high, have high input, I want you to understand that that's valuable. That's highly valuable. And one way, this is just an idea, but one way you can bank on your value, um, literally cash in on this, is to start creating archives for people who are looking for certain things. Now, I know that there's, you know, sources like Yelp, and I know there's sources like Google and so on. But what those places don't have is your perspective on why those are the best. You know, you could, you could, you could do so much with your ability of, of input. If you're trying to sell a product, you can archive all the many different ways your product solves problems. And so whenever you come in contact with somebody who's got one of those problems, you can ask them, how bad is it? Tell me more. Give me all the input. And then you go, okay, I got some information for you that's going to help. Are you ready? <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I know of this, and I know of this, and I know of this. If you want to hear more, we can talk. I want to hear more. You see what I'm saying? So if you've got high input, I think it's important you understand that it's extremely valuable, that you have the ability to archive information and just grab it at the top of your head. And don't ever expect anybody else to have to do that too. In fact, be happy when you meet someone who doesn't, who can't do that, because then you've just become even more valuable. Does that make sense? And so for those of you that have input high, I want you to love on your ability to do this. But here is the caveat. You, if you're selling it or you're trying to um, 
this is where in, people of high input can sometimes drop the ball. They're so interested to share all the input that you have on any particular subject that sometimes you'll dump it on people too much, too fast, and they become overwhelmed and they stop listening to you. You start becoming wah, 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 right? And so what I'm telling you right now is, but is, is to start looking at the value you have with all the information you hold. Hold on to it until somebody says they want it. And all you got to do is look them in the eye and say, if you want this, I know everything. But do you want it? Right? Is it important to you? How bad do you want it? How much do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when they say, well, I want a couple of options. And I want to know why they're the best. Gotcha. I'm going to give you two options. You ready? Grab a pen and paper. Here we go. Right? Or if you're selling something... Where, where people with high input go wrong is they give all the input first, thinking a person will buy afterwards. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way. You're always going to be a more effective salesperson if you hold the information until they buy. And the reason is because they can't, your information is worthless until they, unless they buy. I've talked about this on many episodes. I did a whole show on why strategic thinkers struggle when it comes to sales. So you hold on to the information saying, I got it. I know the answer to all of that stuff. I can give you a little bit right now, but I don't want to overwhelm you. I'd rather help you get the tool first. And once you get the tool, then you get all my information forever. How's that sound? Boom. And you got it. Now, if you've got input low, this is particularly difficult for you because chances are you don't really see the value in gathering a bunch of information and most often a lot of information seems pointless and meaningless. And I get that. I totally understand that. Especially if you've got a lot of executing strengths in your top 10, chances are you find information very unimportant. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. It's just, it's just, a, it's just what I see sometimes. People of high executing strengths tend to have quite a few low strategic thinking strengths. Why? Because strategic thinking takes too long. They'd rather be busy doing but anyway, my point in bringing this up is if you, if you have input low, then the information you gather, you only gather information that you know is going to be valuable. So get clear about it. Okay, I want you to think about what kind of skills and talents do you have right now that are your most valuable? And what kind of skills and talents do you not have yet that could help you become even more valuable? And then if you're clear in your head about what those skills and talents are, then everything that you come in contact with that is even what you might have thought was once worthless, everything you come in contact with now that fits that criteria, you'll see it, you'll grab it, you'll pick it up, you'll hold on to it, you'll use it. And you'll use it to help you improve those skills and talents that you now consciously are trying to build. As you know, the, the, uh, the reticular activating system is amazing because it's a filter. And if you start telling it what you're looking for, you're going to start seeing value in things that you didn't see value in before. And so that's how you gather like an input. Okay, You start being clear about what it is you're looking for so that you'll find it more often. Now, here's the problem. If you, if you don't see yourself, if you have input high or if you work with somebody who has input high, and you don't see the value in it, then it's easy for you to see them as someone who just knows a lot of worthless information. 
uh, pack rat, for example, like I talked about with my mom. Someone who has too much of a, a cluttered house or cluttered mind. And someone who's just a boring conversationalist. Well, I get it. I get it. But I can tell you right now, if you don't see the value in somebody with high input, or if you don't see your own value with high input, and you see yourself this way, you are in that moment showing up inauthentically. And when you show up inauthentically, you stop being you and you stop helping others and you rob yourself of energy. So instead, here's what I'm going to suggest you do. People of high input, start looking at them like this. Look at them as a great resource, someone who is extremely knowledgeable, someone who has excellent memory. Okay, let's be honest, we can all use a little bit of that. Someone who has a mind for details, who collect interesting things and are excellent conversationalists when they make their input something that's desired. And that's what I want to wrap up with on this episode here. I want you to look at the skills and talents you have right now and look for a way to improve on them by gathering the way inputs gather. Gather those skills and talents. Gather the information that helps you develop them because the more skills and talents you develop, the more valuable you become. And dollars always follow value. So does happiness. So does health, good health, and so on. Have an awesome day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you very much. Please share this episode with someone you know and love, someone you care about. Share this show with someone you think it will be of value to. And of course, as always, make sure you subscribe and give me an awesome five-star rating and review. We'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more strengths coaching and tips, go to eddiepvia.com or join me live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at facebook.com forward slash grow with Eddie. This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.